All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Spoilers Nation After Dark begins now. Well, folks, Connor versus Connor did not disappoint as the Edmonton Oilers were able to take down the Chicago Blackhawks by a score of four to one. It was a little touch and go there at the beginning of the game, most notably like 20 seconds into the game. My heart was starting to get some palpitations, but the boys were able to pull it out and make it eight in a row. Liam, that is two wins away from the 10 game heater that I asked Santa Claus for. Hello and welcome to Oilers nation after dark. You see my buddy, my pal, Liam Horbin is joining me this evening. I'm happy to have you, Liam, because I didn't get to hang out with you today. And that was a lovely, lovely victory for the Oilers. It wasn't perfect from start to end. It definitely didn't start well. I thought the Oilers were very shaky in their own end. As I said, literally 20 seconds into the game, we turned the puck over and had a chance. Skinner was sprawling, and it was an awkward save. But we pulled it together, and we got the victory. Liam, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, well, nice. I think it's good that they they won, but it was a weird game, wasn't it? I felt like the Oilers let the foot off the gas to kind of start the game and weren't, weren't engaged fully. And I think throughout the game, you saw that with some of the line changes, which I'm sure we'll get to as well. But yeah, overall, like the Oilers probably were the second best team in the first period, but came out with a 2-1 lead because they just had too much skill in comparison to to Chicago and then just just ran away with it for the remaining 40. Couldn't have said it better myself. We thought it might have been, we mentioned this had trap game vibes to it. 
And the way it started immediately, I was like, oh my God, I talked all that shit in pre-gaming just for this to happen. But the boys, as I said, we got the dub. The Connor versus Connor, Liam, it lived up to the hype for me. The second period was a little bit more down, but that first 20 minutes was back and forth, both Connors doing their thing. And all right, let's just talk about it right now. That goal from Connor Bedard was so nasty. And the craziest thing is we all know he's a smaller player. He's not a big guy. When you look at Connor McDavid, he's got size. He's got speed. He has physical tools. Connor Bedard, not that big. He's not a tall guy. Very smaller, you would say. Mm-hmm. And it is his shot release that we said in junior, some people questioned, would it carry over? Oh, look at that. Matthias Ekholm has his stick right in there with him, and he's still able to whoop, whoop, back of the net. That was nuts. When you score 71 goals in a season in the Western Hockey League, I got a sneaky suspicion you're going to be able to, to tuck, a few, tuck a few in the NHL for people who were doubting Badati. He's a special player, and I, I saw just before I get to the, the shot itself, but you saw those stats all day, right? Of comparing the first 27 games for Bedard and McDavid. And, and someone made a tweet. And at first I was like, ah, I just, whatever. But then I thought about it more. It was, they said, it's crazy that Bedard and McDavid are so close in, in statistically. When you look at when McDavid was having those first 27 games, he had a little bit more talent around him, right? Eberle was on the team. Nuge was on the team. Taylor Hall was around then. You know, a couple other players spotted here. Luke Gazdick, we learned today. Luke Gazdick, yeah, former roommate, former dad. Um, and then you look at Conor Bedard, it's like this guy has lost Taylor Hall. Corey Perry is no longer. And then it's it's just down to to guys like Nick Felino and Philip Coop. Was it Kershev is, is his name? Like trying to pick up the slack. And he's seven points behind him in the first 27 games. It's quite impressive, to be honest. But yeah, that, that goal, like... How many players can score that in the NHL? It was incredible. And not only the fact of like the release on it itself, but like how close he was, his stick was to his body when he actually shot it. And he just put it right in the corner. And I, I can't remember if it was on the radio or on the television that I heard it, but they were saying like just that movement alone would just drag Stuart Skinner out of, his, out of position by like two feet. And that's kind of what it felt like it did. It just totally handcuffed Skinner, clearly a shot a level of shot that he's not facing very often in the NHL. It rose up so fast, so high, right over the glove. You didn't even know what happened when you're yeah. watching it. And like, there was all the pressure on the world in this matchup to what are these two Connors going to do? We learned there's 13 Connors in the NHL. Four of them were playing in today's game. Little fun fact, but all the pressure was there. And I believe what, it wasn't even five minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard does that on a national game on ESPN, whatever national, whatever it was, everybody had their eyes on this one, but it was a late one. Liam, you're the schedule guy. It started the puck dropped at like eight 15, which is 10 15 Eastern time. That's absolutely nuts to me to do that with two faces of the league like that. You're the schedule guy. Just give me your breakdown. Yes. You know, if this was like the second or third me in between the two, it's kind of like, ah, whatever. Like they've played each other before. But like you put Crosby and Bedard as the first game of the season. And great call to do that. That's a, it's a highlight game to, to put out there for everyone. But like, why not do that with McDavid and Bedard too? It's just so silly. But at this point, like it's exhausting even thinking about the schedule anymore. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous 
all the time, but here we are at 5 to 11 talking about this game now, and that means it's 1 a.m. for people in the Eastern time zone who maybe stayed up, but maybe fell asleep before the third period even started. Let me know at least the dog gold happened at the start of the game, I suppose. That's a very good point. Well, people were still up and you can keep your eyes open. Let me know in the chat where you are watching from. And if you stayed up late to watch this one, it did live up to the hype. And we got the result we were looking for. We got eight in a row. And just looking <clears throat> online, 13, 12 and one, Liam, I rubbed my eyes and said, holy shit, is this real life? This is real life, man. We have done it. We've dug ourselves out of the hole. So let's get into it with the Greta scoring summary. Hey, you need a place to go catch some vibes, continue your vibes. That game was downtown. Why don't you go down the street, go walk to Greta. As I say, Greta is the spot to watch a game in Edmonton. Enjoy any of their unreal features from incredible drink deals, delicious street food, awesome games, and of course, the delicious drinks. Go check out Greta. They're my favorite. Okay, we just talked about it. So to open up the scoring for the Blackhawks, it's Connor Bedard. He snuck behind Bouchard like Bouchard was playing another player. He was trying to be in touch, but Bedard just walked that blue line and then got an absolutely beautiful feed to him. I believe it was from Vlasic. He even gave him the old, the good point yeah. for the celebration. And there was a great feed goes in tight. We just talked about it, but to do that for as little as you are 18 year old, whatever he is kid. And to do that against the Viking Matthias Eckholm, that's if you can do it against him, you can do it against anyone, in my opinion. That's the thing, too. Like, he didn't just do it against some, like, if it was like Philip Broberg was in the lineup, he did it against you know, who's probably top pairing right now. He's probably fair to say, right? And it was incredible. Like, he's a he's a very exciting player to watch. And we talked about this the other day when Jeff Merrick was on Oilers Nation every day of like, like, actually watch these guys play, you know, like, embrace the moment of you watching them. And, Every time you see Bedard, like if you get ever fortunate to see him in person, it's crazy. I saw him a couple of times in like U15 hockey and it was nuts to watch him play now. So seeing him play at the NHL and doing that kind of stuff is it's incredible. It really is. And it's it's crazy that we expect it from these guys like a McDavid to come in at such a young age. Expectations are up here. They somehow do it. They were talking during the intermission about how Bedard's probably even more along than McDavid was at his age, but of just being kids that you've grown up in the media your whole life and they're very well-spoken. I do agree with the take that I do think Bedard is better at it at a younger age than McDavid. McDavid has grown into that and whatnot, but Bedard, they showed some pictures like from his first game of the season and the media scrums that he had going on. It's just, it looked like the Super Bowl media day. It was absolutely nuts, but yeah. that's enough about their guy. Let's talk about our guys some more. But the Oilers get on the board. They get their first goal of the game. And, of course, it's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I said he was my anytime goal scorer. The thing with Bouchard, right, is he gets whatever. I saw some people chirping him. He gets beat by Bedard on that run, kind of sneaks behind him on the blue line, whatever. A couple minutes later, you see Evan Bouchard have a great outlet pass down to Connor McDavid, who does Connor McDavid things, somehow lays that puck out to Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who makes quick work of it, goes top shelf to get on the board. Let me ask you, A, it's fantastic to see Ryan Nugent Hopkins score some goals. As I said, I believe he's on pace for 20 or less than 20 after he had 37 last year. But that is your three offensive players doing offensive things from the breakout to McDavid's beautiful pass to Nugent's finish. That was 
Chef's kiss, Liam. It was mag- magnificent. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was fantastic. That line has been incredible for the Oilers during this little stretch here, and been able to carry the bulk of it. And then the depth was chipped in here and there, right? But like that was a huge goal by Nugent Hopkins. And like only a couple of minutes before, like there was that one where Hyman was probably not expecting it right, and it just comes right to him. He just hits the side of the net, and he was right there. But yeah, that line, that line is buzzing right now, and to. Uh, to continue the Tommy DeVito trend, his agent said, Frank's, the great Frank Sinatra once said, the best is yet to come. That was beautiful, Liam. That was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. I'm a DeVito guy. Tommy Cutlets is what they call him. If you don't know what we're talking about, people, it's the New York Giants quarterback. <laughs> yes. He's Italian and he is sweet. But I want to move along to the second goal. It's Sam Gagne because, of course, it's Sam Gagne. That guy just delivers on home ice. He really shows that. He doesn't need a lot of minutes to produce offense on Mm -hmm. this team. He's just an offensive guy. He knows what he's doing, but you know me, Liam, and I said it in the group chat. He, I I see it here. He's not on the score sheet, so he's not going to get credit. So I'll give him the credit. Brett Kulak made such an incredible effort play on that goal. He skated all the way down the ice. We talk about D getting activated with Paul Coffey. Well, he was activated because he ripped down the ice, gets on the forecheck. He even knocks over the defender on the Blackhawks there. Derek Ryan has enough time to get in there, fight for the puck. Shout out DR. Makes a great pass, kind of no look, but whatever. Gagne, of course, right spot, right time. Always in front of the net. That's where he's going to score his goals from. And he tucks it home short side. Another goal that was just executed to perfection by the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, this is the the depth chipping in, right? And I've been critical of, of, maybe not critical, but Gagne. I don't think Gagne and Ryan should be in the lineup every single night. Not because they're not good enough, just because they're two older guys, right? We're going to need breaks, but... Boy, oh boy, they are sure taking advantage of their minutes playing while, like, what did they play? Seven, eight minutes a night, less than nine, whatever it may be. And it was fantastic to see. And that's what the Oilers need from their bottom six, right? It's just just contribution from a positive level. And those two guys, and Hamlin, too, to his credit as well. He had a good night as well, and he's been great for them. They're giving the Oilers a little bit of life when they're on there and just forechecking hard. And you you could say up until that point, I don't know if the Oilers have laid a hit on any Chicago defenseman behind the goal line, right? I think it was Derek Ryan comes in, he gets one there too, and then Sam Gagne is the one who pulls it home. So yeah, credit to that fourth line and to uh, and to Brett Kulak. People have been talking about trading recently, and I'm, I'm not on that boat right now. Thank you, Liam. I've, I feel like <laughs> I'm the captain of that boat. I Brett Kulak, and as we pointed out, he was an excellent playoff performer last season. It's a mm-hmm. tough thing that you can give up during the regular season to take take granted for. Take for granted. Jesus, what am I trying to say? Moving along here to the third goal for the Edmonton Oilers. Is that the easiest goal Leon Dreisel is ever going to score in his life, Liam? Yeah, it's probably up there, isn't it? I can't think of any other ones where that have been kind of that easy besides like an empty net goal. But yeah, just kind of funny, really, because it was a terrible pass. It was a terrible pass and, and somehow ended up in the back of the net. So thanks, Nikita Zaitsev, for that one. And uh, yeah, there's not much to review on, is it? It was like the first shift, though, that he had been taken away from from Connor Brown and Evander Kane, and then he ends up in a goal in the back of the net. They don't ask how, they ask how many. 
it was honestly comically hilarious at how quickly he was able to score a goal that easily after being taken off of that line, being swapped. If you're just joining us, he didn't catch the game. It was about midway through the second period, yeah. I would say roughly. That knob looked like he swapped Drysdale and McLeod. So Drysdale was playing with Yanmark and Vogel. And I thought they were buzzing out there. I mean, Matthias Yanmark is just like a Sam Gagne, in my opinion. He's just... Just plays smart. Doesn't make too many mistakes, in my opinion. He's just a good, consistent player out there who can play with skill. We've seen him be on the top line with Connor McDavid as kind mm. of the injury fill-in guy earlier this season, not that long ago. Hyman's out with an illness. They throw Yanmark in there, so he is comfortable to play with players like that. I guess let me ask you now, Liam. What would you think of the switch? I talked about how the line blender yeah. has been put away. I'm not upset that it came back out for that. Because Leon Dreisaitl is frankly too good to be playing with Connor Brown. I don't know if Evander Kane, I don't want to use the word, didn't look engaged. But he just looked off. There was something yeah. kind of lately. He goes through hot and cold spells. I always say with Evander Kane, I want him to just lay a huge hit in the first period. Because I feel he gets more engaged when he gets his body into it. Get the blood pumping, the juices flowing, you know. What do you think of the decision to move Leon Dreisaitl and McLeod? Yeah, I, I actually thought it was necessary in the game. And just on a van that came, maybe I'm mistaken, but I'm sure within this last couple of games here, they spoke about him maybe nursing a little bit or something. So maybe it's just caught up to him a little bit. I don't want to speculate that, but I'm sure it was Van de Kane they were talking about doing that. So maybe it was just, it just wasn't his night, right? And like you said, Van de Kane just goes up and down and he's in these little cycles of his game. It's, it's just who he is because when he's on, he's on. And I for the next game I don't because it was it was Yanmark and Fogel that both went up right and then Brown they basically just swapped sentiment. I I would not move Evander Kane away long term. I would move now. I would now move Connor Brown away, and I don't know. I think I would put Fogel on that line over Yanmark because Fogel just seems to he's just a bit quicker, isn't he? He's able and Yanmark's got some little bit of quickness to him too, but he's able to get pucks. Find scoring positions like you almost had that one where you dragged that around Marazic too. So I think that's what the Oilers want from Connor Brown on that line. And he's just not doing it right now. Although he had like four breakaways in the third period there. Yeah, exactly. He was that third period. I was like, Connor Brown, are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Had a ton of opportunities, like three specifically. Yeah. He just couldn't bury. For me, with the line alignment there, it's getting tough to keep justifying Connor Brown on that second line with Leon Dreisaitl. We know Warren Fogle maybe arguably isn't a top six guy. He can be here and there. It's crazy what I'm about to say is he's more consistent than Connor Brown. So I think I'd like to put him with Leon Dreisaitl. And I agree on the Kane aspect. He's too good yeah. to do too much. He's too big in your team plans to take away from Leon Dreisaitl. And we just talked about it. He's up and down guy. He'll come back up again, and we'll be sitting here in these same chairs talking about, oh, my God, what a, what a signing, what a winger, what an everything on this team. Finally, the last goal of the game for the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, it's Zach Hyman. Of course it is. The guy just has to put a stick on the ice. Yeah, I laughed very <laughs> hard at this, Liam. Did you have some money on the line for this one? I had a, I had a little bit of something. I had a little bit of something. I actually thought I uh, I had got something a little bit bigger, but I, I – it was Oilers over four and a half, not four and a half goals. And we, if I had hit it, we might have had donuts, but I, I got a couple other little things in there. 
Liam, I won't share with it, but you sent the funniest text in the Oilers Nation Everyday Group of what you were looking for tonight. I don't know. You can share it if you want. Let's just say there was a lot that Liam was looking for tonight, and he said, "For the love of the game, people! For the love of the game!" But yeah, that kind of yeah. Can you read it if you're okay? If you're okay to read it, I want you to read it. That's fine. Um, So I said, "Okay, for the love of the game, I need the following." Zach Hyman goal, a Conor McDavid goal, a Leon Dreisaitl goal, Oilers to win the first period, over three and a half goals, McDavid over a point and a half, Bouchard over a point, Bouchard two plus shots, uh, Oilers over four and a half, and the puck line. I only missed two. Kind of crazy. <laughs> That's pretty damn good, dude. That's pretty damn good. We love Batway 19 plus responsibly. You just sprinkle a little bit on these because yeah. you're bound to hit something and I feel like a winner. That's at least what I tell myself. But finally, sorry, I keep trying. Zach Hyman is able to score on the power play. Of course, really all you got to do, man, when you're playing with Connor McDavid and he's playing like this and he does what he does, just put that stick out right there. Give it a little something-something. He's going to put it right on the tape. That's exactly what he does. Zach Hyman, how many is that now on the season? I want to say 16. I believe it's 16. Leads the Oilers in gold. What more can you say? Yeah, I mean, nothing, right? Like, he, he even had a bit of a quiet night, and he found a way to, to get on the score sheet, and he almost had uh, he almost said two, right? That we just mentioned, he got the one close in the, the start of the first period as well. So he's been unbelievable. I think I'm going to start pushing the uh, Hyman for all-star case. I think that's going to be my thing. I think I'm going to push Hyman, and I'm going to push Bouchard and obviously McDavid for, for the three all-stars this year. I know Dreisaitl's been awesome, but I just, I don't know. I don't see him going this year. I also could see Leon being like, I don't have to go to the All-Star game. Sweet. Let's do that. Let's send Zach Hyman. Also, did you watch the intermission and they were talking about the changes to the All-Star weekend this year? Yes. Sounds sick. Yeah, it does sound cool. It sounds like they're bringing a bit, a bit of, a little bit of life back to the All-Star game with the new changes. Yeah, the money incentive. Incentive, incentive, yes, and yeah. also like the the All Star draft as well, right? So hopefully this is kind of a start of things to come for the NHL, a bit of a new lock on things. To to their credit, they they've tried to do different things at the All Star game the last couple of years and incorporate the actual cities that they're in. Like last year, it maybe wasn't perfectly executed, but they tried to do the golf thing. They tried to do the thing on the beach, so. They're, they're trying, and I can give them credit for that, but it looks like they've taken a step this year. Yeah, I agree. you got to give the NHL credit where it's due, and you just said it. They are trying. They're trying to be younger whatnot. Also, speaking of younger, there were so many kids I saw from our Oilers Nation posts and just on Twitter. So many kids at the game tonight wearing Connor Bedard jerseys. I think he is the face of that generation right there. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. And I understand why when you see him score a goal like that. Okay, that does it for the Greta scoring summary. Shout out, Greta. Go uh, go down a couple pints right now or go get a bite to eat if you're still downtown. Before we move to the good, bad, and oily, Liam, I want to ask you, because I didn't see it, and then we played it live on pre-gaming, and I instantly analyzed it. P.K. Subban. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What the hell was that? Just clickbait comment. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just, what's the point? Like, what are you trying to say, man? Like, the Oilers obviously would not be very good without Connor McDavid. No like, shit, buddy. The, like, what are you talking about? The Kansas about? City Chiefs <laughs> wouldn't be very good without Patrick Mahomes. PB and J wouldn't be very good without the J. Like, what? What are we discussing here? Like, what a stupid, like, clickbaity comment. Like, you're a former NHL player, and I get it. You're on like the Pat McAfee show, and this is a different show, right? Like, you know, no one's looking for like instant analysts of anything, but it's just like, at least give some some real stuff. Being like, hey, the Edmonton Oilers are on a a seven-game win streak right now. They had a terrible start to the season, but they've picked it up because Connor McDavid is playing a lot better, and now they have a chance to make it eight in a row. And, oh, yeah, they need two. They're also the, the, the team with the longest win streak in the NHL. Like, how about you go say that, PK? So you better instead of just saying, oh, this team would be nothing without their best player. Like, yeah, no kidding, man. Like, it's foolish. I think that he just, I don't know, like, because you wouldn't say those things if you were educated on they've won seven in a row. Yes. The team's going off. Hyman leads the team in goals. Bouchard's on what? Now a 12-game point streak? Didn't bring any of that up. He just kept saying that they had a bad start, which I was like, yeah, I know that. I, I know we're you know 23rd in the NHL, yeah. which makes me think maybe his he's not watching a lot at West here. And and the thing is too, like someone put it in the chat here. I can't remember who it was, unfortunately. But they said he's like he's doing it to be edgy for Pat McAfee. Oh, it was Mike D. It's like, yeah, but also ESPN pays a lot of money for for these guys to to give something, right? Like like Jay Watt goes on there for the NFL all the time, and he actually gives answers. Yes, they joke around and everything, but like give some insight on the game. And like you know what, we all mock Aaron Rodgers for some of the stuff he says on that show too, and it is kind of wild, but. At least he actually analyzes a little bit and gives you a little bit more information. I didn't watch the whole segment, but he also called it Deadminton as well. It's like, well, man, like this is home to two of the best players in the league. This team is was a favorite to win the Stanley Cup and you're just absolutely ripping on it for everything. It's, it was just weird for a guy that that was almost an Edmonton Oiler, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. And maybe he was just trying to be funny. Your jokes didn't hit PK, okay? They didn't yeah. hit here in Edmonton. But okay, that's enough PK Subban talk. I see I got people fired up. Tyler told me on pre-gaming. He's like, here, let's get the clip. And then he's like, here, you play it. And then you go. And he just left. It was like he just lit a match in the chat and just <laughs> threw it, walked away, which was pretty awesome. But okay, let's get into the good, the bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more. 
wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Also, speaking of Alberta Blue Cross, shout them out for the nation vacation. Liam, you and I are both going on this trip. We're going to Arizona, and you can send your favorite fan on the trip of a lifetime to Arizona with the Oilers Nation crew from February 18th to the 20th. Flights, hotel, hockey, and the time of their life included. I will also personally guarantee the time of their life. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to party hard. We are now offering also, though, no flight options for $9.99 if you'd like to book your own flights. But join us for the rest of the party. We got you. Okay, let's get into our good. This one, you know, it's kind of easy that we went with it, but it has to be. It's the lead, and you can't bury the lead. It was everything that was discussed all day on ESPN, Pat McAfee show, Oilers Nation every day. It was Connor versus Connor, and it didn't even take five minutes for us to get our first highlight from this matchup. They had Connor Bedard mic'd up too, and I don't know if it was just placed really low or he's really quiet or he just doesn't talk, but all the clips they played was the most boring stuff I'd ever. He was like, hey, maybe I, there wasn't really anything in any of those yeah. clips. But Connor McDavid, I kept thinking and saying to my buddy here, once he saw Connor Bedard score that goal, I think the competitor in him would go, all right, let me try and one up right here. Let's see what I can do. And you know, he doesn't want to lose that game. He's a competitor. He's a player. And he knows that's going to be the lead. Connor McDavid would not be denied. And Connor Bedard had a pretty damn good game too. Yeah. He's like we said, he's, he's a special player. It was, uh, you could see right. That, McDavid was trying to counter it a little bit, especially like shortly after Bedard got his, he comes down, he wires that one between the, the defenseman's legs and Mraz made a good save on it. Yeah, but the the mic up thing was so funny. It's like, has this guy said a word? Like even when he celebrated, he didn't even say like, woo, or yeah, Vlassie, or some something like that, right? It was it was nothing. And I was I was wondering because I don't think it was Sportsnet who mic'd him up. I think it was ESPN who did it, and then they just kind of took the feed of it too. But like, because I'm, I'm assuming that because otherwise maybe we would have seen it a bit more throughout the year on a Sportsnet feed. But I wonder how heavily ESPN like promoted that like we were gonna do that, like we're gonna mic up Connor Bedard for the Connor versus Connor because nothing he said was good because he didn't say anything. So it just it, it was very strange. But yeah, maybe maybe next time we'll. We'll get someone else mic'd up. Mic up the goalies. We never mic up goalies. I wonder what that would be like. Mic up a Vander Kane every single game. Okay. Yes. I see him yipping yapping every time. I'm like, somebody get a boom mic in there and tell me what that guy is saying. I also noticed the one he was talking to Bouchard. I couldn't really tell what he was saying. This is what Patrick said. He's saying he wouldn't dangle him again was funny. I couldn't really <laughs> hear it because he was so quiet. I don't know if the mic was like down in his equipment or what was going on, but that was weird. But I thought it lived up to the hype of everything. Tonight, there are two faces of the NHL. One gets a goal, the first goal of the game. The other one gets two points, continues its hot point streak. And also, you said it for the Oilers, longest active winning streak in the NHL right now. Liam, also, let me ask you here, we've been joking about the 10-game heater forever. What's the likelihood that we're going to beat Florida and Tampa Bay and make this 10 row? I mean, if they play anything like they did in the first period, then that's going to be a, a tough one to to come out on top of against Tampa Bay. But 
Uh, I'll stick with my my point I made uh, the other day on O and E. I think the Oilers have a seventy percent chance of of going three and O to to close out this little series here. I think the next game will be the toughest one to make it nine. I think once you get to nine, you can kind of carry the momentum a little bit from there and and fight for that tenth one and and see what happens. But they got to play a lot better, I think. And maybe sometimes it's tough not tough to get up for the game, but it's tough to to match a different level, right? So I think that's what we saw tonight and when they needed to to take it up a notch, they were able to. But I think the intensity will be a little bit different for Tampa Bay and uh, Florida. Yeah, I agree too. It's just, it's crazy I'm even asking you this question right now from where we were earlier on yeah. this season. Move, moving along to the bad, you see it below me here on your screen. It was a sloppy moment. That game did not start the way we thought. I seriously had my head in my hands going... This is a trap game. Oh, no. The boys took them lightly. And we came out, I said, 20 seconds into the game, we returned the puck over in our own end, gave them a big chance. I would say, arguably, it was like the first 10 minutes of the game. It just didn't feel right. Everything felt sloppy in our own defensive end. We were able to pull out of it, but Liam, what did you think of some of that? Just inconsistent breakout plays and sloppy passes, really. Yeah, the, a lack of intensity, I think, is a good way, to, good way to put it, which is, which is a bit disappointing to see because I think we've seen that intensity for a while now, and, and it is difficult to bring that level every single night. And like I said, kind of off the top too, the others were the second best team in the first period, but managed to come out two one winners in the, after the first, right? So, yeah, it, it was a bit weird. There, there was certain plays where it's okay, like maybe skate a little bit harder. There was one specifically that stands out where CC was still behind the net. And then he got chased out and the guy caught him. It's like, man, just move the puck a little bit quicker, you know? Like, just just weird little things like that. But a lot of five-on-five play, like, not a lot of momentum would build off from power plays either, right? So maybe that damaged the Oilers a little bit there too. But overall, like, not too bad, but you you want them to be better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just looking here. Oilers' power play was one for two. 50%. That sounds like it's going up to me. It's going up, people. It's going up. Speaking of going up, somebody just said it here. I believe it was Mark. Connor is alone at fourth in points now. So, hey, that's really nice. That's really nice. We're making our way to climb up the mountaintop to get that heart trophy once again and the Art Ross. Yeah, the bad, just sloppy moments. I think, I think everybody saw it. But once again, I got to give him credit where credit's due. They really honed it in and hunkered down and the more as the game went along. The mistakes were less and less. It is what it is, and I'm happy to get two points and get out yeah. of get out of dodge here and continue on and uh, try and make it nine in a row next game. Let's move along to the oily here. Liam, it's Sam Gagne. The man, Chicago, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I saw, Leah, or I saw Zach Lang had a tweet, and he said, uh, Oilers legend Sam Gagne is now only six points away from tying his career high in a game or something like that. That <laughs> he was coming. We were making the jokes about it. Uh, Sam Gagne, his ability to produce in such limited ice time, like this guy coming off of you know the surgeries, the redemption arc for Sam Gagne is crazy to be back in Edmonton and doing it and producing. He's playing so well, he cannot be taken out of the lineup right now, but he did it all in 10 minutes and six seconds. Explain that one to me. Just the, the guy's a gamer. The guy, the guy knows the go. The guy knows how to play in certain games, right? And what he needs to do when he's out there. And 
he's in the perfect role right now and he is just a Chicago Blackhawks killer and I think it's awesome that he continues to be that what is he now 34 years old like there's not a lot to say I think his story is incredible did the NHL do a comeback player of the year because if so like he should be a nominee for it I don't know if they do but we should just make one up and give it to him. We should call it the Sam Gagne Award because this guy just keeps coming back and back over and over again and he's, he's doing great. And if Ken Holland trades him at the trade deadline, I'll be furious. Liam, you and I should come up with award designations and maybe at the end of the season give out our own personal messed up funny hilarious awards. That's content right there, baby. Lock that one in right there. Pat, I know you're here. Remember that. But okay, that does it for the good, bad, and the oily Brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. They're our friends. Get your travel insurance. It'll take you everywhere. We say we like making new memories. Dude, I'm making new great memories every single night here with yeah. these Edmonton Oilers. I'm in such a good mood. It's late. What, it's 1120 at night right now? I feel wide awake right now. I can. I know I will crash the moment we are done this. But, hey, it is what it is. Now we're going to move along to our DoorDash hot and cold performers of the game. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Liam point up nation 25. That's right. People. I actually DoorDashed during this game. I was feeling so lazy that I didn't want to make any dinner. Shout out DoorDash. I didn't use the code because I've already used the code. I've already, I've already done it. It's only good for one time. People It's only good for one time for me and my hot performers for this evening. I'm going to go with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I talked about it, how he hasn't been scoring a lot of goals. I thought he's been hesitating for some on the power play, per se, and everywhere. But that whole first line, they could honestly be the hot performers, all three of them. Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We pointed out the numbers in pre-gaming before. They're 5v5. They're doubling the other team in shots, um, odd rush chances. Basically, any offensive stat. They are doubling it for whoever they're playing against. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a great game tonight. He only had one goal, but he had four shots on net. 17 minutes of ice. What can you say about the Nuge? That was a beautiful tuck. Able to raise it, raise it just over in close mm. over Morazic there. Nuge, I'm I'm never not gonna love Nuge, Liam. Yeah, he seems to have found his game again, right? And and it's it's good. I, I don't know if he's on pace for 100 points anymore, but I think he's going to be a point-per-game player again this season, right, and have another great year for the Oilers. And this is this is what the Oilers were, were lacking at the start of the season, isn't it? Like, Nugent Hopkins wasn't doing a lot offensively. So uh, things were finger picked up quite a bit for Nugent, and hopefully we can keep trending in the right direction. Well, Tyler Mulek's got a different guy for his his hot performer today. Horkov? <laughs> Horkov. Tyler Mulek's having a good time. I'm happy that he's having a good time because I'm having a good time. Anybody else in here, give me your hot performers. Anything that you like today. Chichel says that Gagne as the oily is perfect, to be honest. It really is. I like this from Patrick. He said Skinner. Skinner, once again, to start the game, I said, yeah. like, it was really weird. The very first save of the game, I don't know. I felt like he was interfered with, but he flopped like a fish. And then it was weird little stack the pads thing. I was a little nervous for how it was starting. Then he was able to lock it in. The only one that beat him, Connor Bedard's beautiful wrister over the glove. I will forgive you for that one, Stu. He made 22 saves on 23 shots. 
for a 957 goals against. There you see it. Those are updated numbers. 11, 7, and 1. And what you're reading on the bottom is factual. He has now won seven in a row. We're even feeling comfortable enough to play Cal Pickard against the Devils. <laughs> the Oilers goaltending right now is red hot, Liam. Yeah, it's it's been really, really good. And and like you said, like the Bedard goal, I don't think any goalie in the NHL was really stopping that one, to be honest. But he was good tonight and, and Pickard was good the other day too. And now we're having conversations of like, well, when you gotta get Pickard in the game. Pickard can't just sit on the bench every night. Like, does he deserve to play tonight? And it's just like, well, that is a good conversation to be having because we have not had two goalies. Like, Campbell had spots last season when he was good. There's no doubt about it. But now he can be an afterthought. You don't have to worry about Jack Campbell anymore. He's in the minors. It doesn't matter. Pickard and Stuart Skinner are the goalie tandem they have right now, and they're both playing very well. And how long can it go? Who knows? But right now it's good, and they need to keep going that way. Seriously, it makes the decision so much easier to just say, Jack, you work on you. We're going to do us over here. We have the confidence in both of them. And guess what? You save a little bit of money in the process yeah. too. Win, win, win all over the board. I'm sorry, Jack. I do love you. I love your cats. Just just whatever. Stay in Bakersfield. Do your thing. I mean, I'm going to point out with the Bedard thing. Let me know in the chat if anybody also felt like this or if I messed up. When Bedard scored that goal, it was so sick. I turned to my buddy and I said, I'm not even mad. I wasn't even whatever. That was so cool. But I was like, this is what I wanted to see. Also, one of Boardsy's bankroll options. We didn't pick it, but it had Connor Bedard one point and Oilers money line. So that would have hit. We did pick the dry sidle anytime goal scorer. So shout out to Nikita Zaitsev for making me some yeah. money this evening, sticking That's your stick one. out like that. But uh, there's lots of hot performers. Another one that could just be in general lately. I saw my Leafs morning take host. Shout out Nick Alberga. He had a tweet out there and he said, Nobby for Jack Adams is picking up speed. I think that's a little early to be saying something like that. That's a little crazy. I also, we've talked about, we think this is somewhat more on the players and they've just started to play their game and found their game. We know they've been capable of, but Liam, go off King. Tell me, Nobby's been great. There's been, I don't have a single complaint. There's been, there hasn't been too much blendering. He did blender today by just swapping McLeod yeah. and Leon. Leon scored immediately afterwards. It also looks like you have banana over the top of your head right now, just the way you're sitting there. <laughs> Perfect. I knew it was banana. But uh, what can you say about the knob so far to start his Oilers tenure? I think he's been unbelievable. And I think he, he's done a fantastic job of turning the season around. Of course, everyone's just going to make the argument that the others are going to turn this around whether they liked it or not. It's like, yeah, that might that might be true, but winning eight games in a row just isn't because the players became better too, right? There's there's other layers in there, and he's been really, really good, and I'm really happy for him to do it because he came in, and it was a hostile environment. I remember going to that first game against the Islanders and just looking down at the bench and thinking, like, that's not Jay Woodcroft. This is super weird, and he felt so undeserving but he's done everything to deserve that. I don't think he should be a Jack Adams finalist unless the others somehow climb to the top of the Western Conference and 100%, but I am a, I'm backing Bouchard for a Norris vote. I'm saying it. I think Evan Bouchard will be a Norris finalist this year. I don't think he'll win because uh, Kyle McCarr and Quinn Hughes seem to be running away with it, but he's on pace for like 100 points or whatever it is, right? Or maybe just shy, but 
how can you deny that man at this point? So we've got Hyman for All-Star, Boosh for Norris, Knob for Jack Adams, and I guess there's McDavid for the heart. Let's, let's clean sweep all, people. Let our dreams be dreams. Come on. Let's dream big. Let's do what we do. Um, for my cold performer, my cold performer might be that little bit of mic fuzz that we are getting in here. I apologize to anybody in the chat if you are hearing that. Cold performer, it's a little tough on a night like tonight. And I take no pride in doing this, but I think I'm going to say a Vander Kane. He just didn't look very engaged throughout the entire game. There was a couple of moments he was looking to the sky. There was a moment when him and Connor Brown were paired with McLeod. They had, it was like a three on two or a three on one or something. And McLeod like dropped it back, but it made it off sides. And it was just a horrible zone entry. And you saw the camera cut to Kane as he just looked skyward and a little, didn't make a face like nothing. He wasn't blaming McLeod or anything. He just didn't look, didn't look thrilled. I'll tell you that. So I'll go with him for my cold performer. I'm not calling him a cold performer, but he was whatever tonight's. He was chilly. Liam, do you got any cold performers tonight? I think we just lost Liam's mic. Am I here now? There you go. There I am. Um, first thing, just on my Norris, my Bouchard Norris take, plus minus has no relevancy to any award ever, so just just wipe that out of your, your picture right now because it doesn't matter anymore. It's the most irrelevant stat ever created. Uh, my core performer of the game, uh, I'll just say, unfortunately, it's Connor Brown. Like, man, like, he's so quiet for most of the game, and then he gets the three or four breakaways when he gets, and he, he hit the post, he hit the outside of the post. That's basically a miss anyway, isn't it? So, man, like, what has happened? Like, I don't think anybody thought you were going to be this elite goal scorer by any means but i think we thought we were, you were going to chip in here and there with something so unfortunately it's connor brown for me yeah connor brown yeah that's probably the obvious one there the reason i didn't pick him was just because at the end of the game he was really trucking along there he was yeah. really trying to score one there at this point i'm just starting to feel bad for the guy i don't even want to make fun of him but I might have to update the map. We might have to bring the map out here pretty soon, Liam. I have a template made by Eric, our graphics guy. He made me a full-on template for the map to put different people in there. And I was like, well, I hope I'm not making a map for several people that go very far. But hey, it worked for McLeod. We might have to pull it out for Connor Brown just as well. We're all going to do what we've got to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, looking ahead in the Edmonton Oilers schedule, as I said, we are on a six-game homestand. That was game number four. On Thursday, we take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's at 7 p.m., so it's a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier of a one there. We will be at home. I expect to see Andre Vasilevsky in the net. The last time we played them, we did not get to see Vasilevsky. We also didn't get to see Matt Tompkins. That was upsetting, too. Yeah. Let me ask you, Liam, <clears throat> what is your score prediction and give me an anytime goal scorer for Thursday night. Thursday night, anytime goal scorer. I think McDavid will get on the board again. He's not scoring at okay. like a super high rate, is he? So I think McDavid will they'll get one. Um, I think the Oilers will win four three and keep it alive. It'll be it'll be a tight game similar to the to the Minnesota one, but I think it'll be a bit more 
offensive from Tampa Bay than what the Wild were, and uh, the others will just need Skinner to make a few saves, assuming he gets a start. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pat. You can come in here as well if you want to give me your score prediction and anytime goal score. I think for me, I'm going to go 4-2 Oilers, and the man stays hot. Nuge gets another one. He's going to keep putting it together. This line of David Hyman and Nuge. I don't know if I'm speaking out of out, out crazy here. Is that the best first line in the NHL right now? Because those guys are straight Close. up unstoppable on the ice. Patrick, give me an anytime goal scorer and a score prediction, please. Anytime goal scorer. Would it be weird if I said Eckholm? I've no. seen that guy around the net more in the last couple of games than my entire career watching him. So I think that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's coaching or why, but even today he went on a rush. He was behind the net. So I'm going to throw Eckholm in there. Score prediction. It's definitely going to be close. Hopefully they play a little better than they did tonight. Like you mentioned, though, often they tend to play down to teams that are not quite as good. So I don't see that happening. Let's go 5-3 Edmonton. There you go. You'll never catch us predicting anything but an Oilers victory. I guess before we close it out, you're just talking about Ekholm. Liam, let me ask you this. I asked Pat the other day. Matthias Ekholm's career high in goals is 10. He's currently at four. On I know. I was stunned to look at it. He's currently at four right now. What's the likelihood he sets a a new career high? Because as Pat said, I've been seeing him down low and in the crease behind the goal line at times. I know Paul Coffey's been influencing to do stuff like that. I never thought I'd see that in Matthias Ekholm's game ever. And here we are. So what do you think the likelihood of him setting a new career high is? Uh, yeah, I would say f- fairly fairly good yeah. one, right? I mean, if he's already at four and you've got to think, it wasn't very good in the first like 20 games or something, right? Like maybe 15, 20 is a bit harsh just because he was recovering from his injury. So Looks to be healthy now. He he's playing in a different role than he's ever played before, with the offense actually being wanted by the team and not just being told to kind of sit back a little bit. So, yeah, I feel, sure. Let's say he does. I would imagine he gets maybe one, two goal game in there. It seems like he he got one of those last season. So, getting the opportunities, I'll say he gets 12, 12 goals on the year, more than Connor Brown. Dude, don't kick a guy when he's down. Come on, man. <laughs> no, you can do whatever you want. You can kick him all you want. I want to say thank you to you, Liam. Thank you to you, Patrick. Patrick twice, because he covered me for Oilers Nation every day. Today, yeah. Liam, I will Sorry. go pick up my new tire tomorrow at some point, so you won't have to drive me to work on Thursday. We'll be all good. I want to give a shout-out to all of our sponsors, Greta, Alberto Blue Cross, DoorDash, Get Your Nation Gear. Don't ever forget, go on your nation vacations. The doctor says, go on a nation vacation. Okay, he said so. And yeah, I think I want to thank you guys in the chat. Everyone's good. I want to thank the Edmonton Oilers for making it eight in a row, people. Winning a big matchup. Also noted some news. St. Louis just fired their head coach. So a team that is currently ahead of us in the standings might be faltering. They also might get that new coach bump soon. Who knows, people? I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict the future. Good night, everybody. Enjoy your Oilers victory. And you'll see me and Liam tomorrow at live at 12.01 for Oilers Nation every day. Good night, everybody. I'm going to bed. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.